Welcome to the For Fox Sake podcast. By the fans, for the fans. With all the news, views and discussion from two lifelong Leicester City supporters. It's your show, so get in contact. Make yourselves heard. What's your opinion? The only Leicester City podcast that's by the fans, for the fans. This is for Fox's sake. Hello and welcome to For Fox 8. My name is Pete Selby and alongside me in For Fox 8 headquarters, or even HQ, is Hedgequarters. Hedgequarters. That, that definitely was a Hedgequarters. We it? have got a hedge. Right. There is a hedge outside, yes. Um, so in Hedgequarters, it's Rob Hayes. Hello. You all right? Yeah. I'm I'm very well, thank you. <laughs> Better than I am because that was a terrible start to the show, but never mind. Um, I've got some good news. Go on then. Leicester City are good at football. Again. Again. Finally. Yep. We've been waiting at least half a season for that to happen. Well, yeah, six, uh, four months. Yeah. Three months. Everybody forgot that we used three, to be good at football, didn't they? Three months. Yeah, but it's half a season. Yeah, I suppose. But we three are. Months. We're good at football again. We are good. Um, thanks for listening and uh, see you next week. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, no, well, obviously a win against West Ham. Did you think we were going to win? What did we say last episode? What was our... Um... 1-1. We both yeah, went we both 1-1. went 1-1, didn't we? Mm. Um, well, that got destroyed in seven minutes or whatever it was. Yep. I mean, Mares. Now, the Mares goal, he obviously meant to cross it. And Who cares? Yeah, who cares, really? And it's terrible goalkeeper. Never mind. Hooth with the header. And uh, Vardy scoring and giving it to the West Ham fans. Giving it to them large. Well, exactly. I mean, since our last... Uh, there's been quite a lot happened, actually, because uh, we're in the middle of an international break. So it's a good time to do this because there's a bit of time before the next game and there's a bit of time uh, to reflect on what's happened in the last 10 days or so. Because it has been, what was it, five, seven days since our... Seven or eight days since the last episode. Now, um, we will just touch on West Ham, really. So those three goals... Now, obviously, Leicester completely emptied after about an hour, yeah, which is understandable after what happened on Tuesday. Well, we thought there'd be a few more changes, didn't we? Yes, uh, to freshen things up. It was a lot of energy expended in the, in Craig Shakespeare's time in charge so far. So to see ten of the eleven starters from the Sevilla game back out on the pitch again was a bit of a surprise. I think you can't blame him for not wanting to change a winning team. The only change uh, was skipper Wes Morgan. What what was your stat on Twitter, Pete? I'm not entirely sure where well, your source came from. Well, no. The first league game he's missed since 1994. Yeah, well, someone asked me, um, actually asked me, um, when was the last time Wes Morgan missed the game? It's like in the 70s or 80s league games on the bounce. Um, mm. And I just went 1994, because it's been a long time since he's missed a league game. Um, but, a recurrence of a, a back injury. But Ben Lewan deputised very well, as he yes. has done in the very brief... Yes. period of time that he's been afforded in a Leicester shirt. Now, so I, I completely read somewhere that it was it was his first Premier League start. I think so, yeah. For Leicester? Yeah. I, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no, he came on that game. I was, I was thinking, actually, because I was at West Ham last season, and he played that game, but he came on. He came on and gave away a free kick, which they scored from and got booked. Yeah, yeah. So his first <laughs> Premier League... Sorry, that was me thinking, basically. Um, you smell burning, that's what it is. Um, yeah, it's it's that is strange that he didn't actually get a start when he first joined. Yeah, and then obviously whatever went wrong went wrong. Or be, uh, but be interesting to know why he keeps missing out on, on uh, falling out of favour. 
it's strange. I mean, obviously the the back two are the first choice. Do you of know course, what I mean? but, yeah. But you've got but not making squads and Ranieri saying we're trying to sell him. He's got no future here. All that. It's it is strange. I mean, whether it's him personally or but they've looked at him and gone, hang on, we've dropped a right right one here. But um, it it seems it seems strange that under Shakespeare he's back in favour or. Or is it simply that we don't have anyone else? Well, yeah, it's either him or Vasilevsky. Yeah. Or and maybe Shakespeare doesn't trust Amati at centre back, even though he played there for Ghana. Yeah. You you would have thought Wes Morgan injured. Let's bring in Amati, who played every game for Ghana at centre back at the African Cup of Nations. It's strange that he's not played at that position yet for Leicester, even coming off the bench to play in that position. Maybe he knew that the team were going to tire, and and they had a plan already. And the plan was for Armati to come on and be a midfielder rather than start and be a defender and change the defence around. Yeah. Let's just play Bella the one from the start and be settled and go from there. Um, if he, all he did it right with well. Andy Carroll though, didn't he? Andy Carroll's a big, uh, big it, fella. It, Andy Carroll, if he gets a run on you, I remember the home game, and there was only one one time he got a run on the defender to get a header in. Um, he's basically undefendable. Yeah, Un- undefendable. Undefenderable. Undefenderable. Mm. Have that. I, I play centre back at a very low level. I'd hate to play against a player like that. Actually, no, no. You just just say that you play centre back, and everyone can pretty much say, "Yeah, we know it's a low level." Well, yeah, but I'm just saying I'm not ever going to come up against somebody of Andy well, Carroll's ability. You know, you you come I played up against, against Harry Paniotu once. That's the best player I've, I've ever played against. Is he still our record goal scorer for their country? What in terms of youngest? No, like didn't hasn't he scored what, most like, number of goals? Yeah, didn't he score like seven goals for the Seychelles? And it was our Saint highest, Kitts and Nevis. Was it really? Yeah. Um, I don't know if he scored seven, but well, yeah, he was like the highest goal scorer for his country whilst on the books at Leicester, and no anymore. He was like eighteen or seventeen. I don't know about anymore. I don't think so anymore. I'd imagine Riyad Mahrez must have given him a bit of a. You'd think so. Think so. Maybe Slimani. Maybe Slimani as well now. Yeah, thinking about it, but um. And, and Okazaki <laughs> we, as well. We digress. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's um, that's a tangent. But no, we were going to empty after an hour, and we did, and we had to hang on, and we did, thanks to Mr. Schmeichel, who's got unbelievable. What, what a brilliant save! And many of the saves, but again, we've mentioned over the last weeks and weeks and weeks about the fact that he's increased his. He, he, he's he's l- not learnt. He's got better at the things that he had to work on. Basically, his handling, um, commanding his box, this and the other. And he really has, and now he's a top keeper, and we've said this once a month. He really is a top goalkeeper. Um, I mean, if you if you think, and I heard this um, on a radio station about um, how Claudio Bravo costs, what, 17 million? Yeah. How much is he worth, Schmeichel? Well, Claudio Bravo can't save anything. No, he's Claudio a clown. Claudio Bravo's a sweeper Yeah, that puts some gloves on. Yeah, can't catch a cold and all that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, or every, every single... Goalkeeping cliche you can throw at him, you yeah. wouldn't catch it. Schmeichel, if if Liverpool came in for him in the summer, and Schmeichel turned round and said, "I've had a, an amazing um, six seven years, I I would like to go." How much money realistically would you think would be the right? It's, it's an interesting one because unless the keeper has been sort of talked about to higher heaven in the press and and that always adds 10 million pretty much each time they're on a back page to their price tag for world class I put in inverted commas goalkeepers but if you look at how important he is to Leicester City 
who would be under no obligation to let him go, you've you've got to hold out for 30, 40 mil. Um, I was thinking the same, 30, 40 mil. And a lot of people out there say, no, 50, 60, 70. We've got to be realistic about things. Goalkeepers don't cost that much money. No. Um, I'm thinking about that, 30 to 40 mil, which, which is, seems to which be... Which is dub- at least double what we think, what, what Claudio Bravo is actually worth. Yeah. And probably 10 times what he's what he should be worth but a great save especially that last one from Carroll and when Carroll strikes the ball it's not the fact that he managed to get a hand on it so he came out and did the traditional uh, kind of star jump uh, Schmeichel uh, save but it's the fact that it hit his wrist or just below his wrist on his forearm and then bounced straight back out and Carroll when he strikes a ball he hits the ball hard yeah, he he's, one of, he's one of the best if he cleanly strikes a ball that's travelling. He's one of the, the he's got one of the hardest shots in the league from that range. Yeah, easily. In fact, I'd possibly say probably the hardest shot in the league. Um, and from that range to hit his forearm and then go bounce straight out. That's that's a top save. Unbelievable. A top save. He, he denied him near post a few minutes before, didn't he? When he clawed that one from what it looked closer than it was. I think in the, yeah. the, the motion that Schmeichel went through as he was going back towards uh, the back of his net, and it looked like he'd scooped it off. When the goal decision system came booming down on the bird's eye view, it wasn't as close as it looked, but it was no. still an unbelievably good save to get down to that. Because Carroll's done everything right there. Yeah, he's, he's headed got down. Up, he's won the header. He's put it right in the ground. It's basically bouncing on the line as close to the post as he can get. And Schmeichel's down there scooping it out. And that meant that we've won our first away game of the season, which is unheard of, really. Get if you in. were if you were to fast forward for Fox's sake until this time from the start of the season, and you just heard that sentence, you'd be like, "Oh my god." Um, but um, what is happening? Yeah, what is happening? But uh, yeah, there we go, and a, and a fantastic victory. Four wins on the bounce for Shakespeare, and they've now gone for a break. Obviously, players off playing international football, and they needed. I mean, it, some people said, "Oh, it's a bit of a shame with the timing of the break because we were on a roll." But I think they needed it really. Yeah, yeah. They needed to take Can't, stock. You and, couldn't couldn't sustain that kind of no level of intensity for much longer. Like I said, they were, they were basically on their arse, weren't mm. they, Leicester, for mm. the last twenty minutes or so of the game. Um, so we we beat uh, West Ham, as you all know. Um, now before that, there was the uh, Champions League draw. Yes. So the Champions League draw. Now we all said beforehand. I wanted Munich. You wanted or Real Madrid. You wanted Real Madrid, didn't you? Yeah. Real Madrid. We were basically we picked the same two, but. Yeah, in different in order different order. Of preference. Yeah. Um, so it happened at eleven o'clock. Where were you when the draw was made? I was in a meeting at Ponsford Swimming Pool in Sheffield. Right. Definitely pretending to check my uh, my phone for emails. Definitely not refreshing the Champions League draw text commentary. I found a um, a live feed from Twitter. Uh, official, actually, from the um, I think it was from from BT. They... Is that the first official live feed you've ever watched? Yeah, I think so. They um, it was a live feed from their BT Twitter uh, handle, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I watched it from a pub about five miles from the Cheltenham Racecourse. It was eleven o'clock. Oh, we were flying by then. Excellent. Four or five bottles down on the way down, as in bottles of champers. Oh, oh, we were flying. Actual champagne. Yes. No. Actually, what it was? Yes. You, tr- you treat no, no, yourself. No, no, no. There was, but it was. I buy all of them. I bought. I bought one. The thing was, there were there were nine people on the coach, and we all said, right, if you bring two items, one item of booze, um, or drink, and then one item of food, and then we can all share it, whatever. And it just so happens that about six people bought bottles of champagne, and um, all like proper nice bits of food and that, and it was just chaotic. It was brilliant. Scenes. It was, yeah. And this was all before 11 o'clock. I bought a bottle of champagne and three packets of French Francis. 
Ooh. Well, you can't knock a French fancy. No. But, I've not had one in years. I know. That's, I've bought three packets. But um, anyway, I dropped one on after about five minutes. But um, yeah, so I, we were, me and uh, my mate Lalo, we were standing outside of a pub to get the signal with about 30 chaps all dressed in tweed wondering why we're going mad at the draw. And then... Um, like we've got Madrid, we've got Madrid dancing around, and then they all realised, well, oh, Leicester fans, and then they said, yeah, but you were going to get a big team anyway, no matter what, and we we're like, oh yeah, but you know, we were slaughtered. So, um, yeah, Atletico Madrid, the revenge. Yeah, that's what they were building it up as, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's that long time ago in a different competition <laughs> with a completely different generation of footballers. Do you think that anyone who supports Atletico Madrid is going to go? Oh, it's that. Oh, my. They'll be after revenge. <laughs> None of them will have a clue who not, we are. Not for a second. They might go, Oh, is that. We played them once, I think. I think we played them. But they won't know. They've been to Champions League finals. They've won leagues and all sorts of yeah. stuff. It was, what, seven, uh, 20 years ago. And it's, I, I saw the Atletico players 20 years ago when I was a kid. I, was, I don't know why, but I was in the, the Holiday Inn in town. You know, oh right, you weren't at the you at Filbert Street. No, 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 no. Oh no, right, no. You know, on the uh, the Holiday Inn on the roundabout, just outside of Leicester, as you're going out on the A47 towards Hinkley. Uh, I yes. can't remember what it's called. St Peter's, maybe. Um, shows how many times I go into Leicester. Uh, yeah, and I was just—I don't know why I was there, but I, I got in a lift with my mum, and there were some Atletico players in there. And Christian Vieri, <laughs> probably. He- he, he uh, I seem to remember him saying something like um, they asked him about it and he went, kind of went mm, and put his hand in the air and then dead lower to say like Filbert Street, big stand, small stand. Yeah. Um, the most amount of balloons I've ever seen in my life. What of that game? Yes, it, but like a serious, serious amount of balloons. Um, tell you what, that'd be nice for the for the home game. Shall we if, recreate? Well, if everyone, because there were people bought loads and there were times, and it was it was ridiculous. I mean, you can say too many, but you can't have too many balloons, can you? But they were, it was ridiculous. And and in kind of the memory of the 90s, they should say, right, everyone bring 97 balloons each, blue and white. But no, it was, it was 97 brilliant. 97 each? Oh, no, there was so many. But um, let's, why does everybody spread the word? Let's, so, let's start a petition or something to the club. No flags this time, we'll have balloons. Balloons. But uh, they're a bit out of fashion, aren't they, balloons? You don't see balloons at football anymore. No. No. But they're probably not biodegradable. Flags have taken over, haven't they? Mm. Especially when it's um, when it's a stadium like the King Power, it just looks so much. It, it looks really good with flags. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen some of the photos. Oh, by the way, um, cheers, Michael Regan out there, for photographer extraordinaire. Yes. With England and 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 sport in general. Big Leicester fan listens to the podcast. Uh, that picture's sensational. It is. a. Bro- I saw that picture. And we and borrowed was- it for every single web page, social media page, etc. that we have. Thank yes, you. it's a brilliant photo. But that, that um, you, you, when you were in the ground, you look around going, this looks brilliant. If anyone, someone with a bit of talent can actually take a picture to, to show how it, you know, how it is. Mm. That is brilliant. So thanks once again. But um, yeah, it lends itself to flags. And I've had a few people say about them, saying, oh, yeah, lots of flags again and all this sort of... I'm like, oh, for God, get out of it. Do you know what I mean? Jealous. It looked brilliant. It looked brilliant, didn't it? Looked, it? Yeah, it looked brilliant from where I was, right in the in the midst of it as well. I could try, kind of peek between flags that were waving in and around my face and look along 
the east stand and then I looked left along the cop and yeah, it looked brilliant. The, the whole thing was, was fantastic. So Madrid, anyway, uh, revenge and all that, because we all know what happened in 97. Um, we are going to do a podcast before the game in Madrid. Yep. So we can have a bit of a trip down memory lane. Hopefully maybe then. on the 9th. On the Sunday. Yeah. Yes, that's the plan. Because we- I get back from holiday and we've got like a, a 36-hour window before you jet off to, to Madrid. I'm we? going. I'm going. Now, hopefully everyone out there who's trying to get tickets can get tickets. I know my old man's a bit uh, hit and miss at the moment trying to get them. But uh, yes, I'll be out there. I'm going on the Tuesday about three, three o'clock-ish from Gatwick. That's my plan. Um Meeting people out there and all that sort of thing. Will you have enough money for food? Yes. Really? I had a good Cheltenham, so. <laughs> Fair enough. Plus, food isn't the first thing. Well, you, you need to be alive to watch the game. Beers, that's the first thing, really. You, I, su- I suppose you could live for so a couple of days. It's day in Madrid. European tour. Champions League, man. <laughs> dilly ding, dilly, dilly dong. I've said that a few times. I've said it to people who don't know what I'm talking about. I mentioned Champions League. This was um, at work. We were all about Champions League, and uh, and there's his lad, he's a South End fan actually. <laughs> it's Champions League man, and he's looked at me like, "What the hell are you on about?" And I was like, "Claudio Ranieri," and he's like, "You've lost your mind." But um, yeah, so I'm I'm going out there. So hopefully, if you are going to Madrid, then let us know on on uh, on the Twitter handle, and uh, we can we can try and meet up and that. Maybe even do a bit of a, a bit of a podcast from there. Yeah, uh, this is a complete thinking out loud. So if it doesn't happen, don't shoot the messenger. You could take your your recording kit if you trust yourself with that expensive piece of kit when you've... It's all right, it's only new, so... When you've had a couple. <laughs> right, so that's an idea. So we've got Atletico Madrid, and we'll preview that in good time before the game. But it's fantastic to look forward to. And, of course, we're the only team left in Europe, so brilliant. Only British team, yeah. Yes. Um, a little bit of news, almost kind of breaking news. Um, the first real bit of summer transfer news is today. Already? Today, yep. Um, sports, the uh, continental newspaper, um, their front page are in uh, Spain. Front page, massive story, and a double page spread inside regarding Riyad Mahrez to Barcelona, saying it's pretty much a done deal in the summer. Now we've said previously that he ain't staying next year. Yep. This this is going to be it, and it'll, it'll go at the end of the summer. Oh, at the end of the season. Now, regardless of current performances or whatever. Um, the guy is one of the greatest players to ever play for Leicester. But um, the rumoured price, 35 to £40 million. Um, and apparently, Which is 10 to £15 million less than we'd have got for him last summer, at least. Possibly. But um, then again, would he have, had, did he have a clause in his contract and he's, he's signed a new contract now? It's, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? He might have had a £25 million buyout clause last season. Yeah. And then we've gone, hang on, Riyad. Let's just change that to 40. Let's just bump that up a bit. Exactly. Um, apparently, uh, they, they are quoted by saying that Leicester uh, wants to create kind of an auction. They know that Liverpool are interested in him and a few other Premier League clubs. And what they want is a bit of an auction, Leicester, for obvious reasons, to bump the price up. But, uh, but yeah, that's interesting. And it's something that which I think we all know is going to happen. And to be perfectly honest, I said just to you before we went on air, um, if it does happen and Riyad goes at the end of the season for let's say 40 million quid to Barcelona well you put your hands in the air and go go on mate you go and skin them all do you know what I mean go and go and do your best because whatever happens in Barcelona mm. whatever happens 
he will be known. Let's say in three years' time, and he's done well at Barca. Let's say he's done 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 well. If he gets a game, yeah, exactly. You still think of him, and the first time you, you hear Mares, an awful lot of people around the world will go Leicester. He won that league at Leicester that yeah. that year. PFA Player of the Year. PFA Player of the Year. We sign him for nothing. I've just, I'm just trying to do the maths in my head. If he goes for forty million, that is eighty times more than we paid for him. Is that right? How much did we buy him for? Half a mil. The half a mil. Yeah, I thought it was four. I thought it was four hundred thousand. Well, yeah, but I can't do the maths from four. Oh yeah, can't you? Know what I say that's, what I, that's you, easier. That's what I thought. I was wondering why you were struggling with it. So that's a hundred. One two. Yeah, hundred. No. Talk amongst yourselves out there on. Uh, yeah, a hundred times. A hundred times more. <laughs> Crikey! Bloody hell! Is it the end of the week yet? Bloody hell! Oh my god! So yes, a hundred times more than what we bought him for. That's a lot. That's a lot. It is more a lot. than eighty times more. It is a lot, and I think a lot of players, a lot of people out there, will they'll just be happy for him. I think they'll just be happy yeah. and go right. We can move on. Maybe give Gray a start and reinvest the money elsewhere. It's it's going to happen. And if that's the only one to go this season, there you go. That's that's the way it is. You don't want it to start an exodus of players, but uh, but that's interesting because it's not. A little column in the bottom right-hand corner of the sun no, or the mirror. No, it's a, bi- a big spread. Or, or for a website that just makes things up. It's a big spread in a, a, a big newspaper. Mm. Um, so that's interesting. So we are in the middle of an international break and Jamie Vardy... No, 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 no. Jamie Vardy wore the number nine... For England, yes, he did actually. in that new midnight blue kit that just looks like a Nike T-shirt with the England badge sewn on. It looks like they have all um, robbed a Sports Direct. Yeah, they're about to, like ten, fifteen quid each. Them kind of T-shirts. Yeah, it's, it, I don't like it. No, it's it, lo- not, it looks it's not like, really got anything about it, is it? Looks like Scotland. The ultimate insult. <laughs> now they're crap, aren't they? Yeah, one-one with Canada. Canada, Canada. Hello to all the Canadians out there. Our third most listened to territory. They are for the fuck's sake. That is true. Uh, obviously, the UK being one, uh, USA second. And hello to Katie Keller. Yeah, and Canada <laughs> third. Hello to Ian Hume. Yes, nice. Do you and, like that? And uh, Wayne Gretzky. And yeah, here you go. This is left field. Lars Her- Lars Hirschfeld, Leicester number two goalkeeper, a few years ago, several years ago. You don't, lie. You don't even remember him, do you? Of course I don't. No one does. Canadian Lars Hirschfeld. Look it up. Promise you. I'll look in the new um, foxes. Oh, Fo- fossils, fossils and foxes. Fossils and foxes. It's amazing. It's an amazing book. It's substantial. Have you have you got it? No. Oh, I have. I was in the club shop the other day and I just saw it's, the size of it. I was like, I can't. I cannot recommend it highly enough. The fact it weighs the size of... It's, it weighs as much as a car. It does. And the size of a car. It's like the size of a front door. But it is brilliant. It's And it's got every player that's ever played for the club. So Lars Hirschfeld will be in there? I'm going to look at it when I get back. It's no, It, it really up. is. It really is a great book. The problem is, obviously, it gets outdated all the time. Yeah. Um, obviously, it goes up to the end of last season. But it's it's a fantastic book. Um, it really, really is. Anyway, England. Uh, oh, yes. First half. JV. Played very well. I think uh, Vardy had a couple. Uh, I think it was in the second half when Eric Dyer boomed that early free kick over the top, Leicester-esque for him, and he was literally a, a little toe away from fetching it down out the sky over the top of the centre-back. 
Yes, it was a great run by Vardy because he yeah. did, he made the run. It was a good pass. Um, but in the first half, do you know what I liked? Uh, the fact that he, he didn't score, but he he, he I mean, to be honest, there was a couple of chances where maybe they should have squared it to Vardy. Um, obviously, they hit the post through Lallana. That could have come back off the post to Vardy. There was um, he set up. Uh, Deli Ali for that chance where the goalkeeper saved. Yeah, um, I thought England played well. I did. I thought they played okay. Really well. You know, um, for a friendly, I know they conceded and lost. Yeah, Ge- Germany were a bit off the ball in the first half, especially weren't they? But but England, considering they were playing a new system, it was like the Antonio Conte Chelsea system, wasn't yeah. it? And they've had, I think, they had one full day with the entire squad together. Well, it's it's basically they they've looked at the player and I could go on about England for ages, but you look at the players and go right, let's build a team around the players. At the star men, mm. and you look at the players and go, right, we've got a lot of Spurs players in the team, and they like playing in that formation as well, and that style with the wing backs, and it, it frees up Deli Ali, who who looked like he had a lot of confidence and time on the ball. It looked like he was his perfect position. Should have finished that though, shouldn't he? Oh yeah, he should have done. But and uh, it also plays into Lallana's hands as well. Yeah, but, Lallana but, and Ali were kind of free in yeah. and around Vardy, weren't they? And it's and it's strange because the two centre forwards that you've got on your hands, you've got Jamie Vardy and you've got Harry Kane. Both like playing up front like that. Mm. Um, they they means that they've got players behind them to feed them the ball. It, it, it suits the players. It suits the forwards. And, and and quite why it's taken us this long to get to this stage, I have no idea. You look at that team, and if you were someone from a different country coming into the, the country and go, right, who is our star player? Really, and you look at it, and you go, "Well, you know, Delhi Ali. Really, you want him to be playing well? Okay, we'll put him in his best position. Harry Kane up top, or Jamie Vardy. Okay, we'll play a table. We'll play him in the line of behind because it suits him. It seems stupid. I mean, mm. I mean, Roy Hodgson, the other, was it only a couple of days ago, still saying that Harry Kane should have been taking um, corners. Still, shut up, shut up, boy. But uh, I thought Vardy played well. I liked his link-up play with Lallana and uh, Delhi yeah, Ali. He used lots the ball of, well, didn't he? Yeah, lots of little flicks and. He looked razor sharp as well. Yep. Razor sharp. He, even, even my mate who hates Vardy with an absolute passion. And I know a lot of it's tongue in cheek. Is this the Spurs um, fan? Yeah. But like... Haven't it, we just sat here saying Harry Kane to lead the line for England or Jamie Vardy? He'd never say that the other way around, would he? Oh, Christ no. Christ no. Uh, he wanted Tammy Abraham up front because he scored more goals. And he actually meant it. Oh, shut up. Yeah, he's an idiot. He's a Spurs but fan, even, by the way. Even just, he, just to clarify for everybody, he, he's a Spurs fan. Yeah, even he actually wanted, like, when Vardy was, was playing well in the first half and linking up well, even he said, well, she's working, isn't it? And I was like, yeah, he's actually a good player, you know, and he's as sharp as a bloody tack. That's what he is. Okay, of course, he's got his strengths and that, but uh, even he could watch it and go, actually, this is actually working out quite well. And I'm like, yeah, bloody hell, he's not a bad player. But um, no, it worked quite well. And Vardy got taken off after 70 minutes. He's obviously going to play, well, I presume so, against uh, Lithuania on Sunday. Nice for him to get a goal, because obviously they're going to sit back, which doesn't really help Vardy, but uh, never mind. Hopefully he gets a goal. They won 1-0. Podolski with an absolute thunder. It was uh, it was unbelievable. Yeah, and I mean, right in the and top corner. And on his night as well, Germany basically treated like like his testimonial. I know he did them speeches before music. Yeah, when he got subbed, was it? When, no, yeah, it was Gladiator when he got, when he got subbed. What? Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, and then he was out there for about an hour after the game, being bumped up and down and interviewed and that. One hundred and thirty games, forty nine goals, I think. Oh, don't get me wrong, that's a hell of a and record. That was probably the best that he'll score. Oh, you couldn't stop it. Unbelievable, brilliant. And it was a brilliant, actually, a good save by uh, Joe Hart afterwards. But um, 
No, it was it was it was a good performance by Vardy. It's a shame he didn't get on the score sheet. There was one in the second half which could have been squared to him. That was that was one um, mm. his, his real opportunity, but obviously he didn't didn't have the chance. Um, it wasn't I'm, squared. I'm to at him. England and Lithuania on Sunday. Oh yeah, you, you're doing the commentary. I'm doing the audio description. Oh, probably, yeah, very so nice. Hopefully, Mr. Vardy starts. Have you, have you have you got all the Lithuanian players down? Absolutely not yet. No, name a Lithuanian player. Um. Watford's Watford's reserve keeper Arlauskas Arlauskas that could be right and I wouldn't know I think it's right it's probably not we'll give you the benefit of the doubt yeah he's Lithuania's number one keeper I think Watford's number two tell you what it's got to be a bad goalkeeper to be Watford's number two if not behind Hilarious Gomez Hilarious Gomez is in front of him but so that's Vardy watch and of course there's other players playing for other countries to do with Leicester but there we go mm-hmm uh, Cash Schmeichel has been given the Danish Footballer of the Year quite rightly to for the second year running and doesn't he deserve it and he didn't drop the trophy good but lie through that one right <laughs> <laughs> we've talked about him enough everybody knows what we think of we him. have so on the first we're going to play Stoke at the King Power yeah now this is the first game of two in the space of what four days mm-hmm. so we're going to play Stoke on both, a Saturday both at home Stoke on Saturday Sunderland on the Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever. Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday. Um, now, if I said to you, how many points, Rob, would you want at the end of those two games? Six. Oh, straight up six. Yeah. They're two very beatable teams in the form that we're in at the newly reinforced fortress that is the King Power Stadium. Uh, yeah, six points. Yes. Has there been a decision, and I should really know this, but I don't, about the Everton game? Was is it going ahead on a Sunday still? I don't know. No, we'll have to look at that. Um, because obviously it's not very far away from Madrid. I do agree with you, but I think if we end up with four points, let's say a draw against Stoke and a oh, win four, against... Four would be all right. That's what I'm saying. It's it's not the end of the world if we get the four. But there's no reason why we shouldn't be targeting six. Completely correct, yeah. Um, it's going to be a difficult game against Stoke. They're a very strange team, aren't they? Yeah, weird. You don't really know what's going to turn up. No, I think they've lacked a bit of... They, <laughs> The thing is with with Mark Hughes, he's got a bit of a, a difficult task there because he's trying to move them away from that really solid, horrible team to play against. Yeah, but are, did you see their game the other week when pretty much every Stoke player got booked? I can't remember who they were playing. Well, this is this is this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking what's happening is that he's tried to move them away from that, from the real difficult team to beat, but who are quite limited in their own how far they can go. Okay, Stoke City under Pulis. Uh, for a number of years, and don't get me wrong, they've done fantastic to be where they have been in the league. Um, he's tried to move them away. The you know people like Arnautovic and Shakiri and Bojan, who I still think we might have should, or should have signed. Then um, now he's kind of gone right. It went so far back the other way that they're a bit weak and a bit easy to beat. They lost Stephen and Zonzi as well. Mm. So he's now. Is he going back to the old Stoke? Is he trying to just solidify him again? Whoa. Hence the reason that and they... Hence the, they the tried UFC to kick, rugby tackled. Yeah, they tried to kick seven shades out of Chelsea, which is never a bad thing. No. Don't mind him doing that. But. So it, it could be a bit of a rough game. And then Sunderland. They're gone. Surely they're gone. You just mark, mark Defoe out the game. or they are. I mean, we should be beating them. Yeah. Should beat them. Yeah. Fingers crossed. So, oh, that's it then. Six points. Easy. Same team? Yeah. Why not? I don't see why not, provided everybody comes back fit and healthy from the internationals. And also, 
I mean, I know this is kind of looking way into the distance, but let's just, you need to have this settled team to get them playing as a team again, which they have done for, for four games, get them used to playing in that system, which they played the whole time last year, because obviously the game then in Madrid. Yeah. Now I'm not saying the whole season revolves around it, but it kind of does. Um, <laughs> just, as long as we avoid, as long as we avoid the relegation or begin sucked back towards it. If it then goes horribly wrong against Madrid, okay, yeah. So we so we lose basically over two legs. We 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 lose, but we are then nine points clear of the relegation zone, ten mm-hmm. points clear. That's when you could possibly turn around and say, right. Let's maybe have a look at some other players or whatever because we're comfortable in the league, but we can, you know, try a few things and, and see what's what. Yeah, why not? So in the meantime, stick with the way things are going. I think so because we've got a, it's a, still a crucial period. We're, we've got a bit of breathing space, but beat Stoke, beat Sunderland, six points in quick succession creates a much bigger gap, gets us much closer to forty. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think it's going to be less than forty. I think you're looking at thirty-seven, yeah. thirty-six points, really. Yeah. Because I mean, you can't see Sunderland getting out of it, but um, no. Hopefully, that's the thing. We've got a, we've got a, a number of games coming up at home, like we said, and there's more after that. The likes of uh, Bournemouth have still got to play at the King Power Fortress, King Power. But um, the thing is, with all these games, you are looking forward to Madrid. Really, that's the one yeah. in the distance. I mean, they are a difficult team, and we will talk about them on the next podcast. But um, it's all about Madrid. I mean, I, I, like I said, I booked the flights the other day, and brilliant. Absolutely. I mean, there's no chance of me getting in the ground. But he's um, grinning from ear to ear. For those of you that can't see him, I'm going to try and try and get in, in the neutral end, neutral area. Yeah, which is they, they haven't got one there in the Chelsea Calderon. You conned your way in at Copenhagen. I conned my way in. I walked into the ticket Just office. Fake tan yourself up a bit. <laughs> Darken your hair. Walk around going, "Hey, Scotch <laughs> You should have seen his little maracas then. His oh, little, hey, his little European what, hands. What to do? <laughs> Let's take one. Don't do that. You'll get arrested. No. <laughs> Walk in, Harry Enfield. Yeah. Um, no, I walked. I just walked into the ticket office with um, a couple of my mates. I said, "You watch this, lad. You watch this." He who dares, brothers. Anyway, went up and said, "Can I have three tickets for the game tomorrow night?" Or actually tonight, because it was on the morning of the game. And the guy went, "Yeah, where do you want to sit?" <laughs> Literally, that's what that's what he said. And I was like, "All oh, right." And um, anyway. Got the tickets, turned around, and the two mates, um, all between both of them, they're, you're talking 14 foot, basically, of people. Um, oh, the really tall guy that I met on parade night. Yeah. He's and massive. And, and also, um, also another mate. He's taller who's, twin. No, but he's, he's only just smaller than him, honestly. <laughs> oh, Land of the Giants. Um, and, uh, and they're both, like, cowering by the door, and I turn around, like, sorted it out, boys. Come on, let's go. <laughs> But then afterwards, I did think they, they would they have got if you were that guy, and they would have done obviously. But if they walk over, like literally huge, seven foot, if they walk, oh, all right, can I have a ticket, please, for the home end? They'll look and go, I'm not being funny. But like, if you start some, then it's all going to kick off. They could have just got Viking power. What Viking power? They look like Vikings, don't they? Big, strong. Well, I suppose, but Viking esque. Um, isn't, isn't that Norway? Scandinavia in general, no. <laughs> probably. And you were taking the mick out of my bloody my yeah, Spanish I've impression. Literally, just done Viking power you've done, with a clenched fist. You've done Viking power after, to you've describe, done, after you've done your little crab hands for Europe. That's that's your description of people from Copenhagen, and you were taking the mick out of my Scorchio Harry Enfield. We're always very politically correct, on for fuck's sake. Yes, so don't do that. Um, learn from my mistakes. Yes, 
Okay, on to Twitter. Yes. Now, there's, uh, there's been a few bits and bobs on Twitter, mainly just replying to people who are getting in contact. At FFSpod. For Fox sake pod. FFS pod. Did it right with that, didn't we? Yeah, so make sure you follow us and give us a retweet. Give the episodes a retweet when you listen to them. Uh, fantastic if you can do that. Uh, but uh, a big shout out to Tim Hansen who was watching Leicester versus West Ham uh, whilst also watching the basketball. Good effort. Two TVs. They won, won the cup, didn't they? Who? Leicester. Riders. Huh? Oh, the Riders, yeah. Is that not the basketball he was watching? I don't know. I never crossed my mind. I You've thought literally he was... just said the basketball. Yeah, well, I thought he was watching the NBA though, because it's March Madness. Oh, it might. Have been. Are you not aware of March Madness? No, don't really do. Other really I, do but this basketball. time, this time last year, literally, because it comes up on your phone on Facebook, doesn't it? Saying like, this time last year you're doing this, and it's got me in a, in a 1986 Leicester shirt in Vegas this time last year. A year ago, it was yeah, it was, but it was March Madness then, where like they play ten games a day. And the whole place goes basketball crazy for like a week. Might have been that March Madness. There you go. It, if it's not, let us know. Let us know, Tim. But um, anyway, what was Tim it saying? Might, it might be the ride. Oh no, it's just that was it. Oh, just... <laughs> I, that's what I, I want, Tim. That's what I want. I want people to say, like if you if you're watching the game or whatever, just let's get in contact with the with the pod. With say, the, say hello. And we'll say hello back. Yeah. It could have been the riders. They're good. I've, I've not been yet. I'm sure I saw something about them winning the. Cup. They did. They won the. They, they are the best team by a mile, by a mile. Good. So there's that. There's the Facebook. Lots of people have gone on on Facebook. Type in for Fox Eight Podcast, and you can see all the episodes on there. Just click like and uh, and go from there. And of course, there's many ways of listening to the podcast. People are using the YouTube channel. Good. Yes. And then there's SoundCloud. Good. And then there's iTunes. Yeah. Of course, if you've got a, a mobile phone. Mm-hmm. If you've got an iPhone or whatever, you just click on subscribe on the podcast thing, completely free, and it means you get it straight away. That's Good, because you wouldn't really want to pay for this drivel, would you? No. But like, that's what I do. I have it on iTunes, on my on my, uh, my, uh, on my iPhone. I just... On, on the I podcast listen to thing. it enough times when I do the edits. So. That's a good point, yeah. <laughs> I do listen back, though. Do you? Yeah. And I nod my head in the agreement. Peace, so he knows what he's on about. <laughs> He, he talks a lot of sense. He's a well-grounded, well-rounded individual. This is like future Pete, but only a couple of hours in advance. You never know. Now we've we've had we've had the future phone. Yeah. Now that that might come back. I was thinking about something. Maybe on the next episode. Yeah, but we have to wait for future Pete to ring. That's the problem. No, no, no. But um, I know, I know my dad listens to this. But um, hi, Mister Selby Senior. There, there might be a uh, a family member that he doesn't know about. Uh, my my brother, my Spanish brother, might get in contact the next episode. What's his name? Pedro. Possibly. <laughs> it's a it's it's a it's a. We'll, we'll stand by for the next episode before Madrid. Oh, we, I can't wait. We might be having a phone call from my long lost brother oh, from Spain, Spanish correspondent. That could be special. There you go. Someone to listen to. So we're planning on doing the next episode. When when are we? April the 9th. Sunday, April the 9th. Yes. So it should be up Sunday, April the 9th, towards the evening time. Yes. In time for the game in Madrid. So you can listen to it on the plane. What a brilliant idea. There you go. Download it. Listen to it on the plane. That I will. Yeah. And then you'll nod your head in agreement at, <laughs> at Pete Selby and Pete Selby's long-lost people, Spanish brother. People on the plane will be going... Is he nodded his head in agreement to himself? <laughs> on I hear it through his headphones. Oh God, I better warm the airline. You can't get a direct flight to Madrid. How are you? How are you doing it? Who are you flying with? V- v- Viralu.com. They sound. See, they sound really safe. 
It's whatever, but it's it's via. They, are they going to fly somewhere in space? It's via Barcelona, I guess. And then make you jog the rest of the way. Via Barcelona. In searing heat. We'll talk about that in the next episode. So uh, get in contact with the show. You can email us for fox8podcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, make sure you subscribe and all of the above. <laughs>